All right, folks, this show is sponsored by Anchor. A while back, we switched over to Anchor as our hosting platform for Panel to Panel. And to be honest, it's actually been one of the best experiences we've had when it comes to hosting our podcast. A lot of people think making a podcast is super difficult, but Anchor actually allows you to record and edit your podcast all on your phone if that's what you want to do. Anchor even helps you get your podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other places like that. That way you can get your podcast to a wide audience of different people. And the best part about it, it's totally free. So go ahead, check out Anchor.fm, or download the Anchor app on your phone or through the App Store or the Google Play Store and check it out today. Now let's turn the page and get to this week's episode of Panel to Panel. going on good people of the internet it is time for on comicsgrounds.com's flagship podcast panel to panel where a bunch of folks shoot the breeze and talk about comic books and such we are here live with episode four for you beautiful folks to sit here and talk about the movie that has had everybody on edge for months and months and months ever since uh, uh, avengers infinity war dropped last year and we've had everyone not wanting to talk spoilers but you know it is a week out and we feel it is safe to talk spoilers and have a great time so we are going to get into it uh don't worry for anybody who would like to hear our opinions without spoilers there will be a section after intros and housekeeping to talk about non-spoiler stuff and then we will get give you like a a, like a two to five second warning and then we will be going into spoilers so excuse me That'll be your your time to bail out if you don't want to hear spoilers. But if you do want to hear spoilers, please stay and have a good time with us. Um, one of our moderators, Ian, is already in the chat to have a good time with us. So, um, to my right, we have the amazing, the awesome, our senior editor and PR director, Mary. How you doing? Okay. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I really got nothing else to say. I mean, I'm here. <laughs> That's what's up. You are alive and you are breathing. That it's awesome to hear. To uh, under me, if I'm going by the circles on the screen, uh, our amazing uh, contributor, the number one Nightwing fan, uh, Travis Tucker. How you doing? Uh, pretty good, man. Just uh, yeah. There's a Star Wars event on For Honor, and I'm excited for that, and I'm just excited for these these spoilers. Yeah, I saw that. The, 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 <laughs> every weapon is a lightsaber? Yes. What? what? <laughs> anyway, that, that's just weird. Um, and then uh, to his left, we have our special guest for the evening. Um, he is one of our senior contributors. He is the host of our uh, brother podcast, uh, Living on the Edge, the Spider-Man podcast. He is amazing. He is spectacular. He is Alec Thorne. How are you today? I am doing very, very well. Uh, 
I saw Endgame yesterday for a third time. Uh, still, still doesn't feel like three hours. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me on. I'm excited. That's what's up. That's what's up. Don't forget to follow all of us here. Uh, our handles are below our circles, our, our icons. Don't forget to follow Living on the Edge at uh, L O T underscore podcast. Don't forget to follow um, the, the website on Comics Ground at uh, on Comics Ground. Everything, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of that is available for you uh, at on Comics Ground. Don't forget to follow the po- the podcast panel to panel at ptp underscore podcast all of our updates will be there and then shared on on comics ground so please check that out when you have time because we are always publishing new reviews and new opinion pieces uh every weekday for you amazing people uh thank you for your support okay we are gonna go ahead and dive in to our non-spoiler opinions on this movie so (coughs) Alec, you are the, the the guest of honor here on Panel to Panel. Uh, so, n- with no spoilers, let us know how you feel about this 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 this, this event that is Endgame that rocked the world. Uh, like like, how, uh, let us know how you feel. So, uh, I am very 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 biased and opinionated <laughs> um, because. And I, I wrote. I'm gonna shamelessly plug this. I'm gonna shamelessly plug my, Please do. Uh, my op-ed that I wrote recently on what the Marvel Cinematic Universe means to me. You can find that on the On Comics Ground website. Yes. Um, I grew up with these movies. Like, I was part of this generation where I was like in elementary school when the fir- when Iron Man came out and pretty much shocked everyone and shattered any expectations people had for it. And like, even through all the like subpar ones, like incredible Hulk and Thor, the dark world and age of Ultron. Yes. Age of Ultron is a low point. Don't pretend that it isn't. Um, (laughs) But uh, yeah, I've been with these movies for so long and like, I saw every single one in theaters and like, I'm, it's so weird to say that I, did like i can i can die knowing that i wasted my time uh watching every mcu (laughs) movie but uh no but so this movie has like a special place in my heart because i think someone said it best i was watching some other person's spoiler talk the other day the mcu was like one long running comic or one long like one long running comic and you know debatable obviously but like it has stuff it has these things that from comics that we wouldn't have thought we'd seen in we'd ever see in movies except it has the finality that comics don't really have at least marvel and dc don't really have everything is just probably not stopping for a long long time and like this this movie is like the it's the, in my opinion, it's the best ending to a, it's one of the best endings to a long running story in a long time. And, uh, people can debate this with me, but I personally think it's the best comic book movie ever made. Wow. Or, yeah. That's a high order you got there. Yeah. My, my top three. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. My top three 
and they're all like tied are Endgame, Into the Spider Verse, and Logan. They're all because they're all um they're all different. They all approach the source material in a different way, uh, but they're all tied for the top spot. But yeah. All right, all right. Now, Mary, you are the one who's like not seen every movie. But like, 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 so, so I wanted to get your opinion on Endgame. How, how did you feel about this giant thing? Um, well, <laughs> I, I think for uh, for context, I should point out that I've only seen like not even half of the MCU, and I have seen five of them in theaters and you know yes i am the uninitiated but you know you have a dc fan on to talk about a marvel movie this is what's (laughs) gonna happen (laughs) i think as a movie it was perfectly fine um the emotional high points obviously weren't as strongly resonating with me because i have not been on this you know journey kind of a thing Mm -hmm. I mean, there were, there were great points and, you know, there are things that I genuinely very, very, that I genuinely very much liked. And then some of the, some of the other stuff just kind of fell flat for me. Okay. But again, I don't have the emotion, the extreme emotional connection to some of these things. And there's a certain actress that I do not like as an actress or as a person. Um, (laughs) You know who I'm talking. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, <laughs> you don't like Goop, Mary? That's my, I don't. That's, that is my one critique of the movie, is that it has too much Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> okay, okay. And then for Travis, you you, you, you were telling me uh, like, like before we got on that this, was, this thing was emotional for you. So well, like, what would be your non-spoiler opinion of this thing? Well, like for me... Uh... I grew up with, like, of course, you got the the big DC trio, of course, but that was also Spider-Man, Iron Man, and, like, Wolverine and the Hulk. And as I got older, I started to steer more comics-wise towards DC. So these movies were kind of like a last bastion for me. And, man, they, they deliver, in my opinion. There's there, I have issues, don't get me wrong. It's not a perfect continuity, but it's the best long-running thing that I've seen since the Star Wars series I watched when I was a little kid, that three VHS box set that I'm thinking every parent had. Um, yeah. I don't know. That's, that's really it. Like I, I, I enjoyed what they brought to the table. They, they gave me the, the comic Thanos that I've been wanting the entire time. And that was just so good. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, for me, I got to say that this thing has so many highs and so many lows that like like if if you if you've written this ride a lot of it will tear you up and even if you haven't like Mary said like there's there's some really good stuff in this movie that can be like powerful for you now i remember seeing an article of someone who was like uh endgame is isn't uh, doesn't cater to the non fan and i was like oh my god because like like um alex said you can't really go into this like totally blind like even if you see a couple of them or watch like a couple of youtube videos about what it's all about maybe you could be okay but like you can't expect um 
like the Russo brothers to explain every detail when we've gotten this far and lost so much. So for this movie to do what it does and impact you so hard, it 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 it, it honestly, I was at a point of superhero like or specifically Marvel super like superhero movie burnout. Like I was hitting it with um Doctor Strange. And then, even before that, probably like, probably around like Age of Ultron, I was hitting it, and then Black Panther pulled me back out of it because it was it was a movie that I had waited like like almost a decade to see, and then I, I like it started going back down with Ant Man the Wasp and Captain Marvel because Captain Marvel was just like above average. It wasn't perfect for me. I like I, if it's perfect for other people, that's fine, but it wasn't totally for me. And like, granted, I'm not the target audience for it, but that's fine. Um, and Am and the Wasp, like, it, it, it came in and did what it was supposed to do. So, like, I was starting to hit that fatigue point again. And then this thing just hit me upside the head. It was like, you're going to feel stuff today, damn it. So, <laughs> like, I, I got I to gotta say this is probably in my, in my top three. It, 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 ain't, it ain't the, the, top, the top because Black Panther will always be the top. But it's definitely in my top three for, for best Marvel movie. Um, but from there, we are going to go through the, like, highlights of the movie, talk about certain things that, that happen in it. Um, this is your spoiler warning, so if you are, if you are watching, if you are listening to this post on, on YouTube, <laughs> if you are watching this on Apple Podcasts, because we're going to be working on that soon, if this was, like, your, your time to get out, if, like, in the, in the far future, you haven't seen Endgame somehow, A, what is wrong with you at that point, B, like, that is, that is your time to get out, but, like, still. Okay, so, spoilers, ahoy. First off, um, I feel that the Hawkeye scene at the beginning is, like, it's like watching a oncoming car crash, because, like, you still, it's like, it's it's sort of like what happened at the end of Ant-Man and Wasp, where, like, you know what's about to happen, but, like, (laughs) You're not ready for you're not ready for it. Like, like, like and then when it happens, yeah. you're just like, ah, ah the pain. <laughs> and it just, uh, Ugh. Like, yeah. I. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. No, like I thought that scene was, and this is something I'm gonna just say flat out for the entire movie. I think the movie is beautifully directed. It has some very very great shots in it, and I think. Uh, this first scene with Hawkeye and his family and seeing his, uh, and like, in, you know, he's under house arrest like Scott was and he's having a big old picnic with his, uh, with his family. <laughs> and after his daughter shoots the bow and he tells her to go get it, she's just snapped. She's gone. Then he turns back and his family's gone. It's just like, ugh. And the, what I love is like the, what, how the camera falls him and just shakes around it causes this sense of um confusion and chaos yes and i i just i i loved it it was a great cold open to the movie travis what did yeah you um I, I i agree wholeheartedly just like how heartfelt it was to see clint with his family and then it's just gone in the same vein of pain that we were feeling at the end of infinity war so it was a great link to the new one too and like similarly, like how they did with Ant-Man and Wasp, like it's almost that perfect time, like that, like you can if you put all three scenes 
on a like on a on a, like on a time lapse, you could see when it happened perfectly, <laughs> and it's just, oh, oh it's yeah, like soul. I'm hoping one day. I'm hoping that if like the rumor is true that Marvel's going to release like all 22, 23 movies on in one box set, there will be like a cut of Infinity War and Endgame put together with the post credit scenes all linked together. Because oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing for like a for like a movie night, and y'all just want to watch the Infinity War Endgame two parter, and it's like, oh, here's a cut that's five and a half hours. That would be too much. <laughs> I'd be uh, fine or, with that. Just the right amount. <laughs> yeah. um, from but, there, yeah. um, like the way, like I, I feel like the idea of. I, also, one of my favorite scenes of the entire movie is Nebula and Tony Stark playing uh, metal football. But like, oh, I love that! But like, like seeing Nebula show more humanity in that scene was so well directed. Um, oh yeah! But from there, I gotta give credit to credit where it's due. Who like whether it was RDJ starving himself or it was the makeup team making him look as gaunt and like almost on the brink of death they, as they did was really good. So like, props to that. Um, Carol saving them was awesome. And then from there, the entire, like, 10 to 15 minute span that it is of Tony coming back and then what happens with Thanos is so powerful. And then, like, and just how it ends, like, it's almost not satisfying enough seeing... Thanos go out the way he does because it's like he, he like like Thor goes for the head but then you're just like that's it and then it's yeah like, it's like yeah. it's like what was the point Legit. he he won <laughs> like I one of the thing one of the things I loved um well two things actually uh when Tony gets down from the ship and Steve is helping him Tony just looks at Steve with this like really haunted look and says I lost a kid yeah, oh that like God. hurt me that hurt me in my soul and then <laughs> and then the scene where like tony um starts pretty much freaking out on steve like damning him for like all the stuff he said they they would do together which didn't because of what happened in the civil war and i i really appreciate that they didn't just like that off because I feel like a lot of people were expecting, oh, well, they're going to make amends right at the beginning of the movie. But no, Tony's just like, no, screw you. I'm not, I have nothing for you. It's like, y'all should have listened to me and look where we are. It was like, and what, damn. Yeah. And what I loved was that, like, I feel like I've seen, like, so many people say, oh, Tony's absolutely in the right. Um, he is in the right to a degree, but there are some things that are just like, eh. I mean, it's yeah. it's more of him. It's more of him being. It's it's not just him being angry at Steve. It's him being also angry at himself because he part of Tony's character was that he was trying to stop this big thing from happening, and now it's just it happened, and there was nothing he could do. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I gotta say, the part like just. That entire like sh- like whole little skirmish inside the hut was really well done. Like letting Bruce get back in the Hulkbuster was really cool. And oh the, yeah, the, that was great. 
Um, I just that entire scene just feels very hollow for me, and I I, I kind of want to know how you guys think. Uh, like Mary, for someone who hadn't like didn't really know like like have a lot of weight in it, like how did it feel for you? Well. First of all, the scene is hollow because it's, I, I feel like it's supposed to be hollow. And not having the emotional attachment, I can kind of do an academic read of the situation. And a prevailing theme in the Marvel Universe is that retribution is not justice. Retribution is not fulfilling. I mean, this isn't Batman. Yeah. You know, where Batman's all about revenge and retribution and justice and whatnot. But Marvel has always kind of tried to steer away from that narrative to kind of set themselves apart. So whereas, you know, we find, you know, some kind of fulfillment in watching Batman, you know, beat the shit out of Joker for something that he did, we're seeing Thanos, who has, you know, snapped away half of the galaxy or the universe or whatever the hell it is. You know, we're seeing him get taken out in such an unceremonious fashion, and you feel just as hollow at the end because retribution is not justice. This was revenge. This wasn't justice. You're right. Yeah, like... Yeah, that's pretty spot on. I, like, when I saw it in the theater, I saw it opening on IMAX, of course. Uh, it, like... I'm I'm not gonna be around the bush. Like people who see Marvel movies are like trained to laugh at every single thing. It feels like, um, but so like of course when Thor chopped off the head, people cheered, and then when Thor said I went for the head, people laughed and cheered. That's not, not a thing to laugh at. Yeah, like, that was dark. Yeah, like it watching really it somber. like yeah, watching it a second and third time and seeing it, it was like fuck. Thor just like. Than like there was there was nothing that could be done. Thanos snapped the stones away. Like there's nothing they could do now. And Thor just cut off his head for revenge and he was just what's what's the word? He was uh it's not distant. Basically he was just fucked up after that. Yeah. That's my that's my one F word all <laughs> Yeah. But uh I'm going to Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Um but no, I. What I love about this movie is that this Thanos, this version of Thanos, died believing he won, and I think that was super important because mm -hmm. because I I it's not uh, out of question to say that people were expecting oh well Thanos is gonna heal himself and he's gonna get his army back and they're gonna take him down but no this this Thanos just died in an unceremonious way and that that was very very effective but yeah Mary oh um I was just gonna loop back to the point of um how it's an unfulfilling revenge and I'm going to incite the ire of the internet by saying this that it actually draws a very heavy parallel to the end of Man of Steel where we see Superman snap Zod's neck, like, you know, yes, while he is trying to save this family, it's more in a response to the destruction of Metropolis. And it feels very hollow because, you know, retribution is not justice. And so I think that that'll tied in together. I don't know if the internet's going to come after me for saying that. Um. <laughs> I mean, you, your, your point's very valid. Like, there, there is a very good parallel there. Oh, yeah, Absolutely. No, I just I mentioned something quasi positive about Man of Steel. <laughs> oh, dear. And compared it to Endgame. 
<laughs> oh. oh god! Oof. I, I can Oof. hear the pitchforks being sharpened now. <laughs> the red capes are coming. The red capes. Are coming. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, okay. Hey, so, that's yeah. a good line. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's a good line, but it's red in a very funny way. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, from from there we have the the, the time jump. Oh. And like, I have mixed feelings on doing a time jump because like. While it gives me the satisfaction of getting a teenage Cassie Lang and gives me hope for a Young Avengers movie or a TV show, um, it leaves this weird <laughs> moment where, and like, some people are older, some people are younger, and like, it like when when the when the younger people come back, it like like some people gonna be older, and that just it it, it kind of could create a weird dynamic for some characters. Like, I know that the uh the Russos or whoever directed like directed Spider-Man said yes everybody important from Spider-Man like got snapped and then like um we like we don't know if Angela Bassett got snapped but like she's there at the end like we don't know all this other stuff so for them to just be like okay 5 years it, it creates a weird dynamic for the rest of the Marvel universe even though they get everybody back like, does that make sense to everybody I, else yeah yeah i it's, think it Go ahead. No, no, no you go. go ahead. You go. Yeah. yeah no, okay, go. go ahead. Oh, I was just okay. going to say I'm going to get I'm going to get my negative point out of the way. Um, oh. I thought it was profoundly lazy Ooh. that mm. it is a backdoor setup for the rest of the Marvel franchise without really having to do any of the actual groundwork. It is the equivalent of a twist in a comic book event. It is what I like to call hand-wavy comic magic kind of a thing that, oh no, <laughs> they gave up and then it's five years later. And I feel like there are a lot of unanswered questions in those five years that they are going to reference back in future movies. Yep. Like, oh, hey, where did the X-Men come from? Mm. Oh, they popped up in this five-year time. Where did the Fantastic Four come from? Oh, they popped up in this five-year time. Like, I feel like it's a convenient built-in stepping stone. I agree. And I think yeah. I think on terms of a larger narrative, at least in my opinion, I, I think going on down the line, it's going to be a convenient excuse. Travis, what do you think? Uh, I don't know. That five-year time jump was a little weird. Um, I was a bit skeptical about the whole concept of time because it's been done so many times that it was it i almost kind of just heavy side in the middle of the theater when they're like we gotta go through time and uh, i don't know I, I think mary's right about the lazy writing portion of this the the five years leaves a lot we didn't see any of the pain that anyone went through we didn't see any of the the growth that tony had just magically gotten in the five years that he had like had this child and raised her. We don't even get to know if Wong came to the wedding. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> it's all just assumed that everyone's just like super pal buddies. And I don't know. They, they just kind of get to the grit right away and leave out a lot of sunny days. So the rainy days seem darker. Am I the only one? Can I? Oh, go ahead, Mary. I was going to say, can I just jump in and make one point? Like sure. as a woman, it does not take five years to grow out hair color. (laughs) (laughs) 
because Scarlett Johansson and that weird ass hair color, we were in the theater and my wife Victoria just leaned over to me and says, that does not take five years. And like, I know, like, I get that blonde's a hard color to fade slash grow out, but come on now. Okay, that was my, that was my girl point. Um, Am I the only one that noticed that Carol looked over at Rhodey and said, yes. you look like she no. had some intent there. That. No. And it was like, I, hey, yeah. you're giving us the acknowledgement that Carol and Rhodey are a thing, but like Don Cheadle's 50. This is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, like yeah. as they, and they kind of like took a jab at the uh, Carol Valkyrie fans while also saying, hey, Carol's begging an old dude, but Carol's kind of old herself. And it's like, that was such a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, I, I, it, it, sorry. No, go ahead. It at least it was like quick and wasn't like it was at least just her looking at him and saying good luck and it was just that. Like they didn't but like, do too much with it. But yeah, but it's it was still like when I saw it, it was like, are they are they in, implying that that relationship is a thing or? But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know that that's something that I think is better left out. Yeah, but. Considering but, um, yeah. the age gap, because Brie Larson's only like twenty-eight. Oh uh, yeah. No, I think she might be a shade older than that, but yeah, she's twenty-nine. <laughs> I mean, like, age is but a number, and probably like in character, Carol's probably like pushing sixty herself, and like in in like retrospect. But like, mm-hmm. um, and then I, like, I talked about it off stream, but I still think it's hilarious that they were like, um, let's give Carol long hair in, uh, in, in, in the movie, in, in Captain Marvel. And then they fix it in the comics, like give her back long hair. And then they're like, oh no, short hair in five years. <laughs> gotcha. And it's like, hey, <laughs> got him. Just That's how hair works. <laughs> um, oh, what, a, uh, the time jump. Sorry, I wanted to go back to this real quick. Um, I I liked it. Um, I do, do agree that it is a pretty convenient way to set up the rest of the MCU. Like, especially with Peter, it's like people be asking, "Why is he still in high school in 2023 when he was in high school in 2016?" <laughs> so that's gonna cause some problems. And plus, like yeah. the issue of if they conveniently snapped Flash. Ned's girlfriend, Ned, MJ, and Peter, and then like in Flash Thompson, but like is everyone did everyone else got snapped? (laughs) Like, is their whole graduating class gone? Is there a bunch of new kids? Are they even gonna reference that? No. Okay, moving on. Like, there are some, there are some new kids in Far From Home, so that's why I was like, huh, something's amiss here. That makes sense. But um. But we'll see. We'll see how that turns yeah, out. We'll uh, I think I think it's fine for right now. But it ha- but it all comes down to how they're gonna deal with this in the coming future. Most of because that that's my take on it. But for the most part, I liked it because it was we ha- like at, in terms of the MCU rather than just like franchises in general. Uh, we haven't really had something like this, and the same goes for time travel so that that kind of brings to the next point though because like yeah with 
Ant-Man. Like, that was also a convenient thing where they're just like, hey, a rat let him out. I'm like, <laughs> wait. Dumb, 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 dumb. Yes, yeah. it was very dumb. Like, like, that was very dumb. He didn't just pop yeah. himself. Like, he didn't just pop into existence from the quantum realm. Like, the idea that a rat just let him out and, and like, the van got impounded in, in, like, somewhere for five years. Like, really? That's what Didn't did. he save it? Didn't he save himself from the quantum realm in Ant Man One? Yeah, that was didn't my he do logic. that? Why? Why couldn't yeah. he bring himself back? Like I don't like it. It just like the five year thing still happened, and he still like went through a time vortex or whatever. Like that's what I thought they were gonna do, and then they're like, no, a rat brought him back. Like what? No, like no like here. Here's my thing with that. Like it is very stupid, but it's not very foreign to comics in general. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah. And like I don't I don't like to make that excuse but I think to me I'm cool with it cuz it's like these silly stupid things are in comics they carry over to the movies I'm fine with it but it is it is still pretty stupid like I'm not I'm not denying that But yeah All right uh with with the whole Ant-Man thing um uh, the uh, I gotta say, um, his little speech to Tony was pretty powerful, especially from someone like Paul Rudd that I've seen to do comedy for a long time. Like, oh yeah, to see him, to see him have that kind of impact was kind of nice. Um, but from there, I gotta say, as happy as I am that Professor Hulk is a thing. I really want to know what Banner was doing for so long that there's there's, there's like a catchphrase like Hulk out. Like I I I really want to know. Like can Ruffalo get his own show? Can like please? Oh like, please! They, I remember like years ago there was gonna be a Hulk show with Guillermo del Toro making it. Like it, that was years ago, but that was a thing that was gonna happen and it just didn't happen. But I. Please bring him back for for his own show. I want to see. I think that decision's up to Universal. Yeah, like that—that that was the yeah. reason why, like, Planet Hulk got shoved up Ragnarok's butt. Like, we we Ugh. we did see Travis. We didn't have a conversation later. <laughs> we can be in the Ragnarok hate club, <laughs> dude. That's my favorite Hulk story. They're messing with. See, there we go. Um, it's a club I cannot join. <laughs> But no, like, um, the, like, the idea that Banner is just like, Hulk out, like, say green, like, it's, it's weird, I don't know, um, but I like that he is in control, I kind of feel bad that we didn't get more of a, of a, a like, I, I like that there is a, there is a show, don't tell, but, like, the idea, or a tell, don't show, to, a, to an extent, but, like, I kind of, I kind of am sad we didn't get to see like a full resolution on the whole Hulk yelling no thing. They just kind of yeah. told us what happened, but I don't know. Um, yeah, because it's it's more it's it, it's more of a mental thing than it is a physical thing in the comics, isn't it? Something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because um, all he says is he was in, in a gamma lab for eighteen months and melded himself with Hulk, and that's. I feel like that needs further explanation, but that's just me. Right. We, we, we might not find out ever, but, like, honestly, we don't even know if Ruffle is ever going to come back. Because, like, honestly, the only one that's technically confirmed to come back is is Renner. So, I don't oh, know. Oh, no, Thor, Thor is too. 
<laughs> we'll, 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 we'll get to that, Mary. We'll get to that. Um, uh, <laughs> um, so fr like fr from there, we have the plan come together after uh, Scott gets turned into into a child and then to a baby and then to an old man. But um, at, like after that, we, we start putting the plan together. Uh, Clint comes back. Um, gotta say, um, I, know, I, I know me and Travis were probably loving the Ronin scene. Oh yeah! Oh, I love that. I love that scene. It was great. The, the Ronin scene was was worth every second. Oh yeah. I, I I wish she could have been in the suit longer. Like it, it felt like they were just trying to sell Funko Pops, but that's just me. Um, yeah. But but from there, <laughs> I, I like how like Clint was ready to take the dive, like as the test dummy. Like I ain't got shit to lose. Let's just make it happen. That was kind of yeah. Fun. Um, yeah. Right. But and like. Uh, like so him wanting to do that was great and then I, i'm torn about thor <laughs> like the witch part <laughs> all right, like just the I, I'm, I'm i'm torn on lebowski like mainly because it <laughs> yes! just it, it it emphasizes a lot of um it emphasizes more of the annoying Guardians of the Galaxy level humor that I hated from uh, Ragnarok, but also it makes it feel as if Thor can't be like his own character and can't have growth because he had all that growth in Ragnarok. Even though I hate Ragnarok as a movie, the idea that he did like become a better god and then it all gets snatched away because of this traumatic event feels kind of messed up to me. But I do like, I, like, as a whole, I like the arc. But I, I think making him, like, the big Lebowski is kind of weird. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, and then Ian's in the chat and said, like, um, it was fat phobic. I don't think it was fat phobic. That's, um, that's me. May I, um, may I, go ahead. may I interject? Uh, I'm saying this from someone who is, fluffy um but uh i ain't got shame with that i ain't got shame with that but uh i can definitely see because there are some jokes like the melted ice cream joke i'm just like eh, i guess it it's worth a chuckle in the theater opening night but not really after that but uh on rewatch which i did twice um in a theater where there's not many people and not many people are reacting. Uh, I think you get the sense of the the tragedy of him more when you're not surrounded by people who are laughing. Um, and the re and I don't think it's really that, that fat phobic, especially because he walks into the final battle still what that still what that beer gut and getting his armor on and with with Stormbreaker and Mjolnir. So. Yeah. Um, Mary, if, what do you think about this? Because like I, I, I mix on how I feel, but like I just, I don't know. I, I like the arc as a whole, but I don't know how to feel about the whole thing. I think they played it up for a laugh too much. Um, I think you know one like the initial scene, you know, because I mean you know because the joke isn't Thor got fat. The joke is that you know Chris Hemsworth is ripped constantly. 
and you know so it, it, it's one, i think it's one of those times where it's more a play on the actor has to sell it visually as opposed to an in-character thing yeah okay and I, I think it worked as a joke once and every other time it got kind of gratuitous. I mean, James, you definitely have a point with the fact that, you know, he, he's in the armor. He's, you know, fighting all this, you know, fighting all these bad guys. He's in the armor. But I don't and see. It's kind of a larger problem for me because I don't really like Marvel's line for jokes, another line of dialogue, same, another four jokes, another like i i don't i don't like that and i know going forward that this is going to get hit really hard when they do um the next guardians of the galaxy if he's in it Mm -hmm. and i know that that's just going to be like a constant running theme so in this one instance i don't know if fat phobic is the word that i would use but i think moving forward it has potential to become it okay yeah i like that stance travis what do you think um, I, I don't know. I'm kind of uh, indifferent about it because in the whole time in the theater when I was with my buddies, I just couldn't help myself but to just every time I saw Thor look like lean over and be like the dude abides like every every time. And <laughs> I uh, yeah, they played it up for a joke. I get that, but I found the whole thing to be far more sad than funny. To be completely yeah. honest with you. Um, and it like they tried to uh, that, they tried to do the humor thing, but I, I think the ultimate goal, maybe it was hit or miss, I'm not sure, but was to use that humor to paint like a darker, sadder message. You know what I mean? So, and with that, yes, it can become fat phobic for sure. I can see that, but I think it has more to do with him hitting rock bottom and bringing himself out of it than fat phobia. But I can see, I can see the, the point. Yeah. Okay. I agree with that. Well, from there, we have the the big adventure we have here, which is <laughs> them going through time and like like go, breaking into teams and whatnot. Um, starting with uh the team Three Stones, I have christened it, which like which is going back to the original Avengers and trying to get um what was it the space the time and mind the mind stone all the same time um i gotta say i i I am happy they acknowledged that tilda swinton like like, would have been ancient one i'm glad that wong like didn't just go inside and get it like they actually paid her to come back for a scene for a scene like yeah it, it meant that they actually cared just like how um in late the later scene they they had um uh Freaking the crossbones, dude, not like crossbones, and the dude who like like the villain from Winter Soldier. Like them coming back was a great thing because uh, it showed that even if it's for a scene, they cared enough to keep the time thing going correctly. Yeah, and, and that's what mattered to me. And what I loved was that it, and like some people debate on like how um, <laughs> some movies will come along. And it's like, oh, we're supposed to believe this whole thing was here all this time and Endgame when we go back to 2012 in New York during the events of the Avengers we see yes the Ancient One had the uh, time stone with the Eye of Agamotto Uh, Robert Redford was still in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, Brock Rumlow and that other guy who played KG Beast in Batman v Superman was part part of S.H.I.E.L.D. like and Agent Sitwell too yeah it was that that, uh, one guy with the the slick back here 
It was the creepy Russian dude. I might have to go back yep. and watch Batman v Superman tomorrow. <laughs> Wait, I, I mean, he, he, I mean, he's, he's, he's not like KG Beast in full costume, but he I is mean, KG yeah, Beast. But, like, but yeah, I have to go back and watch freaking. Yeah. Um, but, but like, um, I don't know. The like from here when it came to, um, also that is America's ass, by the way. Um, oh, I love that. I love that. I love that joke so much. Best line, like especially when like Steve bought into it. That was that's what made it better. Oh yeah, like he's like yeah, that is America's ass. And, like, I really hope that was ad libbed. I, I hope it was too. Like, I feel like it was. I feel like it was. That is America. Like, like, I wonder if oh. they like make sure the stunt double's ass was just as good as Chris Evans just for that one line. <laughs> I want, I wanted to say, I wanted to say one thing. Sure. Uh, that like, it's a bit of a theory. Um, so, I'm in in the trailer. We heard like you know the the four characters say whatever it takes. Tony says it in the trailer. He doesn't say it in the movie. I think that there's a deleted scene from. Before they time traveled, where Tony visits May and tells her that he's going to get Peter back, whatever man. it takes. I, I don't, I don't believe no. that. I think it is because they made an absolute point last year that she survived the snap. They said explicitly um, that she survived. And, if there and, is, okay, but I, I don't think they would have put the effort into that. I, I think there is, but like, if if there isn't, I'm not going to be torn up. But I think it. I feel like there has to be, there's got to be something, and I just didn't want to focus too much on Peter being the only tragedy of the snap. But that's just me. But anyway, yes. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, like, well, like, yeah. The, on the whole thing with Tilda Swinton was cool because they used Back to the Future logic for time travel, which I love. Like the idea of divergent timelines, which leads to a lot of continuity issues that people are having. We'll talk about that at the end. But the like these ideas <coughs> that certain things are changed now is really cool to me. But yeah, um, the entire that entire scene was just awesome. They had to like go back and redo the animation on, on old Hulk and stuff like that. They put that work in was really cool. Um, they even like made them put the old costumes on, which I thought was dope. So uh, oh, yeah, props to them for that. I feel like I like. I feel bad for Scarlett Johansson if she had to be back in that uh, that ugly wig for another scene because that, that uh, first red wig was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> um, from there, we had um, I, what, what, I, what I call Team Dark World, which was um, Lebowski and Rocket. <laughs> uh, that entire thing was great because I still think Thor: The Dark World is underrated as crap, and I and I I, I, I will fight people on that because it is a better mm-hmm. Thor movie than Ragnarok, and you can and you can at me, I don't care. Um. <laughs> Those are fighting words. Hey, hey, we, 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 we there will be further episodes, but um, like in regards to this, um, I think Thor's arc, like I, I think this this entire scene is what made the Thor getting fat thing okay for me was it showed that his mom was able to pull him out of his stupid. Like, yeah. that's what was cool to me. Like, granted, he still had some emotional issues, like, towards the end, but him having that cool arc was really cool and him acknowledging everything was dope. Um, yeah, I, I think, like, it it garnered my appreciation for the Dark World more. Very much so. Um, especially because especially of Rene Russo's acting. She was great in that. Uh, 
Travis, you 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 share my love uh, my love slash hate for Ragnarok. What did you think of this scene? <laughs> uh, with Corgan Meek. <laughs> oh, oh, that's that. We we already moved past that nonsense. Uh, I was uh, trying to avoid uh, the killer sixty nine. Oh my god, I'm I'm talking about when they when they went to Thor Dark World. You cut out there for a moment. I, I was talking about when they went to Thor Dark World. Oh, uh, I um, I enjoyed that mainly because I liked how they could have they linked it to what I think is going to be eventually an unworthy Thor type of movie. Um, yeah, because oh, I'm still worthy. Like, so clearly he thought he was doing something wrong, right? Yeah. Maybe we'll get to see that. That's that would be pretty. I would love to see the giant immortal goat in a movie. Yes. Hemsworth did sign on for two more movies. So. Yes! And then we'll get Beta Ray Bill possibly later on, which would be, oh, oh geez. Well, I'm hoping, this may just be me, but the fact, like, because yes, um, Natalie Portman is credited, but like in the, in the credits, but it's only archive footage, the IMDb confirmed that. So, yeah. Like, so, but she did show up to the premiere to get her check. So, what I'm thinking. <laughs> Is that they'll let like if 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 she's made peace with them, and now that they've let uh, my favorite person in the world uh, like and and the torch over at the end of the movie, I'm hoping if Hemsworth really does want out, they'll be like, "Hey, Natalie, you want a contract?" (laughs) (laughs) Like that would just be great. Like give her two movies, give her cancer, like just do the whole arc and be done. Like uh, like that would just be lovely. Am I I the only one, Mary? She's so clearly did not want to be there, Bruh, No, like she, she, like she, she did like one interview and she seemed like she was okay. No, like there's one picture of her on the red carpet and she rather looks like she would be clipping coupons. I, I saw the photo. I can't disagree at all. Well, well, well. I guess my theory's out of the water then. Crap! Damn it. Well, I, 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 I don't. I don't think I, I think she's probably still in pretty crappy terms with them because um, she almost walked during the Dark World when Disney fired Patty Jenkins off the project. Yeah, yeah. Because um, Patty Jenkins was handpicked by Natalie Portman because at that time she was the much bigger draw, and um, her as an actress, not her as a character, obviously. Yeah. Um, but no, she pretty much like it, it's kind of. I, I feel like with her, it's like Terrence Howard levels of disdain. Mm. So, like James said, I'm pretty sure she's there to get a paycheck. But like, it, it seemed like she was ready. Like, like showed up like, "Hi, can I have my check? Okay, bye." Like, like it felt like that. But it gave me hope that maybe she'll come back. Maybe like, like at the very I least, think... give me Thunderstrike. <laughs> I think if they're gonna do a female Thor, I think it's going to be Tessa Thompson. I think they're going to use really needs to be Jane. But I think if if Natalie Portman is done, then she, unless they're going to recast again, because they've recasted before. That's true. But like, I feel like if they're what they were going to recast, they should have recasted recasted for that that one little time jump. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like and like even Ian even agrees with you that that they probably would have to recast. I don't know. I feel like if Hemsworth really wants out after two more movies, they let him like, like either cast a new Jane, let Natalie like get some money, or give me Thunderstrike. 
And I, and I remember saw someone on Twitter today say they wanted Throg, and I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, I got to say, I don't know. Um, with like with their, um, I gotta say, one of the mo- one of the best things that added to the Ragnarok hate club was Thor getting Mjolnir back. It was so nice. <laughs> Because I hate Ragnarok <laughs> for taking away Mjolnir. It just, oh, it was so nice. He's just like, put the hand out. And I was like, ow! <laughs> like, everyone looked at me like marked. I was crazy. I'm like, no, he's there, get the thing! And it was just like, yes. <laughs> I don't know, that was just me. Was anybody else excited about that? Oh no, I was. Uh, I was. I was excited excited. about it because of the results. <laughs> that, like, how it oh, happened was oh. like, okay, cool. But then, like, when you see it again later, not skipping ahead on the subjects and stuff, but, whoo, man. Oh, I was jumping out of my speed. People were looking at me cross. Like, <laughs> okay. See, I, I liked Ragnarok, so I'm just going to sit over here in my corner. I'm, I'm, with, I'm, I'm in the corner with you, Mary. Okay, so, like, we'll have to have Alex come back for, for, a, for a 2v2 fight here, because this might need to be a thing in a couple episodes. Okay. Oh, boy. So, from there, we go to Team Space, which diverges in two different, two different directions. One direction is sadness, and the other direction is more sadness, but it gives me the best meme ever, which is Nebula going, I used to be different once, and Rhodey going, so was I, and it gives me a picture of Terrence Howard. So, <laughs> that, that, that's best meme ever. So... <laughs> <laughs> Best meme ever. Um, uh, but like, uh, with it cam- comes to Nebula, I I think it's weird that that like, I I would I would have liked the whole thing with Nebula more if it would have just been oh, Nebula replaced herself on the ship, not oh, it's just convenient that their networks could bumped shoulders, if that makes sense. Like it seems kind of yeah. weird that their networks just bumped into each other when it when in reality it would have been cooler if Nebula would have knocked herself out and like Gamora found the real Nebula and was like, "What in the hell is going on?" Like that would have been better to me than them just going, "Oh, it's conveniently that their networks bumped each other." Like, but then you raised a question: Why would she be on the ship when the Power Stone isn't there? Eh, fair. I, it, it it's understandable there are things that raise questions like why would you do this why would you do that why would you go to asgard to get the ether when you could just go to the rock that natalie portman stuck her hand in like yeah, it's also like, but did rocket really stab natalie portman <laughs> <laughs> you see the little raccoon creature just get over here like, like, over here. like ow you just like stabbed the crap out of me like bruh um, see I feel like that's a dig at Natalie Portman and her relationship with Marvel it's that hang on we're gonna stab you off screen mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Oh. Oh, okay so like the, the, the Thanos thing we'll talk about later with, with his whole arc but in regards to sadness aka Natasha and, and, and Clint A.K.A. Sadness. Um, A.K.A. Mary's rank. Okay. No, this one's gonna be Mary's rank, Alec. Okay. This is gonna this is gonna be her 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 way to bear because she's been cooking this one up for a minute. Um, Okay. uh, Oh no, no, Travis, you don't even know. Um, So now (laughs) to this part's credit, 
I gotta give it, Mary, before you go. I gotta give uh-huh. it that at least they fought for it because they the arc of that like is we all hate Whedon. We do. It's it's understandable. We hate Whedon because Whedon's an asshole. But to his credit, the arc from A A one A one steak sauce. Um, the arc from A one of. Natasha and Clint caring about one another led all the way up to that moment and they fought to be the sacrifice. I, I know you don't agree with the result, but I, I still think the fight itself was good. Okay, go. Okay. 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 This scene does not make me happy. I mean, I want to give a disclaimer at first because I understand what the scene is trying to do. You know, uh, it's trying to, you know, give a, for some reason, warranted uh, redemption back to Clint. Like, yes, he has his family, all that. I mean, when you see somebody for, like, what, three and a half movies, I feel like the, the arc is almost undeserved. But, um, but no, I understand what she was doing there. That, you know, this is someone she truly cares about. He has a family. She knows they're going to succeed. And she's, in a sense, giving him back to his family. That being said... That being said. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the absolute culmination of the utter failure of Black Widow that the MCU has done. Because... If there is one character in the entire franchise that is truly the most underrated, it's probably Black Widow. And now, I'm not a Black Widow fan. I'm not... It it depends on the day whether or not Scarlett Johansson irritates me. (laughs) I, I prefer comic book Black Widow as to MCU Black Widow. But as a woman, those three words no one likes to hear. It is absolutely frustrating that um, it, in a sense, was fridging. The argument can be made that this was fridging. That a female character was killed to advance the story of a male character. That is the definition of women in refrigerators. Yes. But to have this character who has been so underused in both... I I mean, I, I think the only time that her character was actually used with any real intent was Winter Soldier, and then the Russos had to go and ruin that for me after the fact, Mm -hmm. about how she's pretty much just been portrayed as the the sex object that, in a sense, has been passed around to all of the Avengers. I mean, and then... Travis, she's not wrong. (laughs) She's not. I'm not. Uh, No, I'm I'm hurt by the real. Like, there was hints of Clint banging her before they introduced the wife. Like, like she got with Bruce. Well, and here's the thing, is that after Winter Soldier came out, the Russos confirmed that there was, quote-unquote, sexual tension between Natasha and Steve. Ugh. And that kind of ruined the... Because I liked their brohood in the movie. <laughs> but, like... Oh for Iron Man 2, it worked. Because in Iron Man 2, it, it is a reference to her original... Oh, goodness. Sorry, it is a reference wild. to... No, you're fine. It's a reference to her original introduction when she was a KGB agent sent to seduce and assassinate Tony Stark, so I'm fine with that. Yes. And then we gotta have the weird thing with Hawkeye. And then we gotta have the weird thing with 
uh, Steve, and then we got to have the weird thing with Bruce <laughs> and this that. And the, it's they, just she didn't go after Thor. No, but <laughs> it. The, I I think it was Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner that were doing a press interview. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think one of them ended up calling the character a slut, and then they had to do this massive apology to her. But you'll have to do some digging. I don't remember when it was. My details could be fuzzy. Okay. But the fact that this character has been consistently treated as nothing but a, you know, the token girl in the first, you know, five, six years of the franchise. Because let's be real here, the only reason she was on the Avengers team is because Disney needed a girl. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they, could, they could have, like, if they weren't afraid of the abuse thing, they could have had, they could have had Jan, but they wanted to avoid that. So, like, she was I mean, there as a like. Like, that is my argument, is that if they absolutely needed a girl, it should have been Janet Van Dyne, and she should have been the one to name them. Yes, because yeah. Earth's because... Earth Mightiest Heroes was amazing. I, I might be mistaken, might be mistaken, but I remember around the time Avengers came out, he Joss Whedon said Black Widow was only there so it wouldn't be a sausage fest. That's what yeah. Joss Whedon said. Yeah. yeah okay. Here it is. Uh, Chris Evans and Jeremy Renner have both issued statements regarding the uh, do, 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 expressing their regret for the comments made about Black Widow, uh, calling her a slut and a whore. Oh, God. Mm, From that's... about 2015. Yeah, now, Whoa. again, again, also, keep, they were talking about the character and Mont Scarlett Johansson, although I imagine she wasn't happy. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But I think that also gets to my point that she is so pigeonholed in this role that even the actors like while jokingly they know why she's there yeah and i think to in a sense you know literally chuck her off the damn cliff is just a full culmination of how much they have failed this character because you know yes wonder woman was the superhero movie that came and kicked the ass out of you know the stereotype that female superheroes couldn't make money but they screwed up. This is where, I, I, I think, honestly, this is one of the MCU's biggest failings, is that they could have beaten them to the punch. Yes, very much so. Yeah. Because the perfect time for a Black Widow movie was after Winter Soldier. Yes. Yeah. I mean, narratively, that's when it would have made the most sense. But she's been nothing but a convenient plot device. And then, you know... A convenient plot device and a sex doll and a pair of boobs and like she's there uh, because Disney wanted a girl. And it also raises and, the question of when, like, because like to to their credit, um, the, the like the people who supported a Black Widow movie are getting a Black Widow movie still. Is it going to be a prequel or are it they is. okay? So we like, like my other idea was, are they gonna let? Red Skull and Steve uh, parlay for her soul. That was my other idea, but that's probably not going to happen. So, like, the idea of a prequel is the only option they have. I feel like contractually, and this is speculation on my part, but I think this was a deal that they made with Scarlett Johansson. Oh. Look, we'll give you the movie, but we're going to kill you off. Damn. 
Mm. I mean, and the fact that Widow is dead dead. Widow is not coming back dead. No. Yeah. I mean, I have a feeling that the next movie, the next Guardians movie, is going to be all about trying to find a way to resurrect Gamora or something. Because I don't know what project Zoe Saldana's already signed on for. But if that is the plot of the next Guardians movie, we might see her return at some point. But again, this is pure speculation on my part that I feel like this was a deal that they made with Scarlett Johansson. Ian just brought up a good point mm. that Adam Warlock is hinted for the third film. If Adam Warlock can reset the, the the pot, like that could be a way to bring her back. But I mean, I'm well, she the past Gamora is still. That's what I was saying. Some people around. are saying that she's not there, but I think she is. She she's wandering around still. They okay, didn't cool. ever show her going. Like you had Peter searching for her on uh, the Benatar at the end. So okay, but, cool. but I digress. Wait. Wait, I got it. The Black Widow movie. It's gonna be Secret Empire. She's gonna be a clone. Uh, oh. Oh, no. <laughs> She's gonna be a clone. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't resist. I couldn't resist. I mean, to be fair, uh, the isn't half bad. Hmm. <laughs> Hey, hey, at least, at least we can say that she fought her, her way to go out on her own terms instead of being literally chopped in the freaking head by Captain America's shield. Like, we have, like, a difference in death here. Like, like Mary, can you give me that? Because <laughs> that was a horrible way to go out. <laughs> no, you definitely have a point. If she had to die, this was at least a somewhat dignified way to do it. Yes. But, and I don't want it to seem like my argument is that, oh, female characters can never die. Like, no, that's not the case at all. I'm saying with the 10, you know, eight-ish year lead up to this moment with this character, yeah, is my argument. Okay. (laughs) Well, from there... um, we, we get back to the present. Um, whole, oh wait, Stanley's Stanley's cameo. Oh yeah, I forgot. I, I just get the whole section. I apologize. Uh, yeah, Stanley's cameo, along with that entire section. Um, that I, I honestly, I'm gonna be the one to say it. They can at me if they want. I think that that I feel like Captain Marvel's cameo was better because it was simple. It was him, and it was satisfying. Yeah, like I feel like Captain Marvel's, uh, like cameo was perfect for him, and then this one just felt too goofy. So like, yeah, I don't know. I like the sentiment of "Make Love Not War," um, from Stanley in that cameo, but yeah, but it, it, just it all felt, came out terribly. It felt too <laughs> quick. It felt too quick, and like. They had the makeup on him to make him look like super young, and it's like it, it just it just felt kind of out of place. <laughs> I don't know. I this this is why I hope that Far From Home is his actual last cameo because Spider Man is his baby boy, and I feel like Maybe that would be I fitting. I, 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 we'll see. The last one, but I don't know. But yeah, with we'll that see. we had this time travel thing where like i will say that i like that tony had la- one last idea 
to get the pim particles and come back i thought it was a great thing yeah um, but him not even like considering that his dad was gonna find him was hilarious he was like crap 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 gotta, gotta put this in the bag i gotta, gotta go and it was, it was funny um yeah and then that whole thing with steve like getting and to his credit um who, who I forget I forget dude's name that plays Hank Pym, um, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah, Michael Douglas, like putting on the young makeup for one like half a second was a great thing. I appreciate that immensely. Like him having that one scene. Now I would have like especially especially because we know that she was there. Um, freaking who played Jan? I feel like an idiot. Michelle Pfeiffer. Yeah, like you, you. They paid Michelle Pfeiffer for one scene. They should have paid her to be in that room for one scene. That way, like, like she was helping him with the pin particles. Because oh wait, no, it was after World War Two. Wait, when did she die? I forget. Crap. She died in uh, the eighties. Okay, so when, yeah, um... like, so, so she could have been there. Like, like, yeah. Why did why didn't why didn't like you paid Michelle Pfeiffer for one scene to wear a black dress? You could have had her put on young makeup for one more scene. It would have been funny. It would have been perfect. But you didn't do it, and you let me down, Marvel. Like, eh. mm. I don't know. Um, Travis, yeah. what did you think of this whole time travel part? I uh, I really enjoyed uh, Tony and his father connecting. That was something I think everyone needed to see. Like, because. I don't know. Throughout the Iron Man's, it seems that he blames his dad for most things, and then finds out like his best friend's best friend killed him, and then they jump him. Like he needed some kind of closure. I, I can agree with that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people uh, complain about. Well, I don't want to say complain. I've seen a lot of people criticize uh, this whole part with Tony and his dad because of Howard being a quote and what they call an abusive father. And I don't know because I can see the I can see the argument definitely, um, but they they haven't really shown Howard to be a super terrible father in the MCU. So that's where I'm just like I can see your point, but I don't really roll that way. I think this scene was it's not Tony like being like oh my. Like, I'm fine with that my dad was, like, really mean to me. It's it, it's more or less just, like, he had a rocky relationship with his father, and he never got that closure, and now he has that closure. I don't think it's as extreme as some people are making it out to be, but that is just me. That's just my take on it. I don't know. Um, I liked, like, I, I think the arc that Tony goes through with Iron Man 2, where um the, the video clip of howard going you were my greatest in, like thing that me- meant a lot and put a lot more power behind him fighting bucky to me that's just yeah um but from there we had and ian mentioned it in the chat the whole thing with jarvis being there and them acknowledging agent carter was really cool because it gave it gave a little bit of hope that with Disney Plus we could see the Netflix shows or even Agents of Shield would be tied more into yeah. the MCU. Which as I long as cool. as long as Ike Perlmutter can stop being a little bitch, then <laughs> then we can strong word there. <laughs> no, he is. he absolutely is. I'm I'm not going to sugarcoat that on him. He still but steers I, the boat on the comics. He does, yeah. Uh, Kevin Feige, oh, no, I, but, but I'm not gonna go into that. 
Oh, um, I, I liked the, the Jarvis little tidbit, but I got to say, like, of all the, the money they're shelling out for one scene moments, it, it could have been Paul Bettany, man. <laughs> well, no, well, no that's, that's the guy who played him in Agent Carter. That's why they did that. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, so this is deeper than I know. Yes. <laughs> so that's, why, that's why they did that. But, and then from there, like, you go back to the present, and we have like that satisfying snap that they do. Oh, I love the build up to that. I love how like everybody's suiting up. Everybody's like shielding the headquarters and like Bruce is like nearly dying from just putting on the gauntlet. And then just, he's like, I got it. Yeah. I got it. And like some people were like saying, well, how can Stark tech hold the power of the stones when they had to forge, um, the gauntlet at Nita Valir, but it, but like it shows that Bruce is like burning his arm by just putting on the gauntlet, like yeah. so it shows that it's not perfect, but he was able to have enough strength to snap once. True, but also them just blowing up the entire base and turning it into a crater. Oh, Honestly, oh, that, felt, God. That, that felt like the end of an era personified to me, where it yeah. was like. We're just gonna blow it the hell up, and then them like and Ian just referencing them referencing that uh, Hulk had gamma radiation in him was a great thing, and yeah. the, the stones having gamma radiation in them was a great thing too. So then tying that all together was dope. But yeah, them turning that Avengers headquarters into a crater was like okay. So now all the cards are on the, are on the table, guys. Everything's everything's out. Like like mm-hmm. this is the last ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh no no we got more for you, and it's like wait no wait more. Oh oh this is like yeah worse. we are in the fucking them game now. Yeah, and it just like, that was my second F word. Stop. Um, <laughs> like and like just that entire. Like fights, like like that entire like three v one. Um, oh, Mary, how was you feeling about that three v one? Um, maybe this is not a question I should answer. <laughs> uh, do you want my truthful, honest internet's gonna come after me? Opinion. Let's go. I already uh, took a shot, and why not? Go ahead. I think they ripped it off from Batman vs Superman. You're right. Oh, you are correct. No. Down, no, 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 no. Down to, down to the walking up with the cape flowing. Because if you look at Marvel historically, Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor have never been their quote unquote trilogy. If you look at the beginning of the Marvel publication line, they were only made a trilogy through the movie. You are correct. Because even, I think even in that iconic line, it's supposed to be uh, Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, and Hulk together all in one giant four thing. That's what I liked about the like, especially in Earth's Mightiest Heroes, they had them all connect that line. So that's why I was kind of bummed that they benched Bruce in a big content there. That so I, I agree with you on that. And I think it almost kind of defeats the purpose of the whole let's go back to the Avengers like really because there's like two other people that aren't there (laughs) so I think I I, and I know I can feel Alec getting ready to like come at me (laughs) oh no 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 no, no, I'm not coming after you I'm not coming after you now to 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 Mary's credit I do agree with her on all this but also I feel like they sent the wrong pair 
to Vormir because if they would have had a complete arc and let um um Nebula kill like kill herself for the stone, that would have been great. Because that way, do you know how cool it would have been to have an updated circle shot? Do you know how cool that would have been and they wasted <sighs> that, that that potential for a freaking ripoff of Batman v Superman? Do you do you know like <laughs> that would have been so awesome and they wasted the potential. They could have had one final circle. Now granted, the end like like like, like straight line shot with everyone is pretty close, but without Scarlet there, it's like you wasted your entire potential for one last spin shot and you didn't do it. Ugh, I okay. Um, I will give all of that to you. You are not wrong. <laughs> um, but that was painful. Travis, I, you said it's painful. Let <laughs> Alec hold, hold his bearing for a minute. All right, um, Tra- Travis, how you feeling? Um, honestly, like I liked the scene. I get what Mary's saying about the 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 forced contrived marvel trinity thing but the difference was is that thanos was the realest dude and he just (laughs) he blew a hole into avengers stadium sat outside their door and waited for them to come out there and run his fade and he was just like what's up i'm here you got my stuff (laughs) what's good like (laughs) Like, <laughs> he flat out said, it was the outside. How about that? Like he flat out right. Flat He's out. like, I'm, I'm, I'm up in your hood sipping tea right now. What's up? Like, <laughs> they they pulled up to him on the farm. He pulled up to them at Avengers headquarters. Oh, that's right. <laughs> and it, but I get what Mary's saying. It's like if if Steve can throw hands with Thanos, there is really no damn reason that the others couldn't have been out there throwing hands with Thanos. Because, like, I get Iron Man's got a suit and Thor is powerful, but Captain America's just kind of a dude I mean, with a shield. Fair, they he's give, a super they, dude. They give us the, He's a super dude, but they give us the one thing <laughs> that we all had been waiting for. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, yeah, they did. <laughs> they, they, they let him, like, like his Thor's getting his ass kicked, and you just see... Like the, like a freaking you see five come across Thanos's face and it's like oh oh he freaked it out he freaked it out <laughs> we <laughs> all we all fuck oh bro I, I, I hopped out my chair and everyone's looking we, like I'm crazy I'm like bruh we have waited for this and everyone's like what <laughs> like do you not remember H of Ultron and Thor's like I knew it and they all got it right then and they all hopped up I'm like yes see this is where that- it is. That whole fight where Steve was using the shield and Mjolnir against Thanos, that was that was, that was like that was like winter soldier level clean fighting. Like especially the part where he threw where like he threw the shield, then threw Mjolnir, and like the two banged together and knocked Thanos back just from the force of it. Mm. And like throwing the shield like a frisbee and bat and using Mjolnir as like a bat against Thanos. That was mm-hmm. Mary, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was gonna say that that scene was dope. Yes. And like, yeah. On, like in some like someone had asked me after the movie, like because they they could tell I was like, the giant comic book nerd. They were like, how how could um Steve use the lightning? And I'm like, the like whosoever is worthy shall wield the power of Thor. 
Like, yeah. like screw mm-hmm. what Ragnarok said about, oh, I thought you were the god of thunder, not the god of hammers. <laughs> it's, he has the power of okay, Thor. Okay, come on, that can... was a great line. No, I don't care. It was a dub line. Like, yes, the way he conveyed it was great because he's Sir Anthony Hopkins, but at the same time, it defeated the point, like, the purpose of Thor's power to the point that they let that, the Russo brothers were like, hey, Taika, that was stupid. We kind of need him to have a hammer. And then they're like, and he's like, okay, okay I'm going to go be Korg. Like, that's pretty much what happened there. And no one can tell me otherwise. The Russos just side-eyed Tycho was like, yo, we need him to have a hammer. What's wrong with you? <laughs> like, to the point they were like, hey, we're going to rectify it and give him two. And then we're going to give one to Captain America. <laughs> but- okay, wait. Before we get to the, the, the big, big, big thing, yes. um, can, we, can we talk about this version of Thanos real quick? Oh, yes. Like, the yeah. entire thing with that, like, it, it's, it's very interesting to see Thanos in this capacity where he's like, I've seen it happen. I watched myself die. So I know I win. So like, like Travis said, let me just roll up to the front door and be like, I, I heard you got my stuff. Like, <laughs> and, like, like he know, like he goes in with the mentality of, I, I'm going to come in here. I'm going to get my shit and I'm going to win. And like it's it's such a different mentality of oh no I'm not gonna just snap half the universe I'm just gonna wreck everything once I get my shit and yes I'm like, oh okay what what I love is that this movie shows why everybody who is like oh Thanos has a point in Infinity War is fucking dumb because like Thanos like he can talk as reasonably and as sound minded as he wants he's still the mad titan he's still a psychopath like and this just shows it he sees that oh that other half that survives isn't grateful well then they're wrong i'm just going to rule everything and be the new god of the universe and create life myself and it's like yeah thanos is egotistical he's a he's an asshole mary what were you gonna say oh sorry i was yelling at a ferret um (laughs) Sorry, go, uh, go ahead, Alec. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but, no, like, I like... And what I love um, is that, in a sense, this is like an inverse of Infinity War, um, where the Avengers themselves aren't in too much of a hurry. I mean, they. I mean, Tony is, and, and Doctor Strange is, but, like, the rest of them are like, oh, well, this is just another really big fight. But they get their asses handed to them because they didn't know the full scope like thanos won by the time the movie started he already won yeah but in here it's thanos who gets cocky it's thanos who's like oh i'm gonna overstep my bounds and i'm just gonna travel through time i'm gonna get those stones and i'm gonna snap my fingers and be the god of a new universe but in here it's like god of hammers God. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I feel like I need to like get fan art made of us having a two v two about uh, Ragnarok. Be, I, I, I think I might have yeah. to get that done specifically for that episode. But no, I, I, I do agree with you. Um, in regards to the the, the, the the I guess the highlight of the whole movie, which is the on your left, um, that that and that scene right mm-hmm. there was powerful because like and, and 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 I love I love how. Um, Oh my god, I just realized that was a reference. You just realized that was a reference? 
Wow. Oh my just god. Now that. That's great. That's okay, great. What part of have not seen movies? That's didn't fair. Click. But um but no, I I love how you could tell Feige and the Russos were like, yeah, we know who's going to lead the next generation because they literally let the black folks lead the charge. That's what made it so satisfying. Where he's just like, not only are we gonna have Sam make the call to uh, to cap over the intercom, we're gonna let the three black folks walk, or the four black folks if you count Sam and Rhodey, they're gonna like like come, come out the gate like, okay, so you you know you know we made a billion dollars and we Oscar winners. Look, let's come out here and be, and be, and be who he is and give him the nod like let's go and then everybody. Thanos is the only one with seasoning. Yes. <laughs> I I screamed like i'm on the white boy here i screamed when peter came back obviously my whole theater screamed <laughs> but like that moment when t'challa and shuri and okoye walked through everybody was like gasping for air and just like, like what's good bro <laughs> yeah <laughs> can i make a point yeah go ahead I feel like not enough emphasis has been placed upon the fact that potentially thousands of Wakandan soldiers were slaughtered. Yes, and like, yeah. The, but the thing was, they still came out like people back. I'm like, That's yes. Good. <laughs> it's like everybody and their grandma came to take Thanos down. Like, legit, like, they they was ready to have one last bout at it. And like, I wonder. I, I really hope they do address that in Black Panther too, especially because that could be the back door to make Umbaku the villain that he needs to be. Because that's the one thing I didn't like about Black Panther: the idea that, like, especially because he made that line in Infinity War where he's like, "We're gonna lose Wakanda today," and Okoye is like, "Well, this would be the great way to go out." And I'm like, "That's that's not a good way to go out, Okoye." But like, the idea <laughs> that if you let Umbaku see the carnage that goes on in both Infinity War and Endgame, that would be the ultimate backdoor to make him a villain and fix everything. It would be great. <laughs> well, another point for that, James, is you have to imagine the chaos that Wakanda fell into if their entire royal family got snapped. Yup, yup, yup. Because we don't know what happened to Angela Bassett. I mean, no, Angela Bassett is a queen and could run everything by herself. Correct. Yeah. I mean that about the person, not the character. I, I was saying both because any woman that can that can be Tina just... Turner and uh, Michael Jackson's mama, she can do anything, whatever the hell she wants. I don't give a crap. I just really like Angela Bassett. Oh, I I, I do as well. Mm-hmm. Like, but no, I I do agree with you that like the idea of. Like yes, that I I I, I like this theory. I might have to write an article about it. The the Umbaku theory. I might have to rock this out. But, um, yeah, but, but uh, uh you're le- I'm sorry, you're leading the charge. Go ahead. Oh uh, no, you're fine. Um, I I just like I, I love how all them portals just open and everyone strolls out. Like, what's good, Thanos? Because to <laughs> his credit, Steve was ready to take everybody on by himself. Like, strapped oh, the I... shield and was ready to go. And then it's that like, okay, shot. Nah. Yeah, that shot was powerful. That like that they perfectly adapted the line. As long as one man stands against you, Thanos, you will never win. They didn't even have to say it. They just showed it with visuals, and I love that. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. Like that entire thing. Can I ruin the moment? Go ahead. Oh, boy. I want to see like the actual green screen picture of that. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> uh, of just of just Chris Evans and then Josh Brolin in a green screen suit. Yes. Or, like, we, uh, well, no, because we've seen 
Thor and Josh Brolin when he puts that uh, put Stormbreaker in him and it, and it it kills the whole moment. So yeah, Mary like, has a point. The idea of just seeing those two on a green screen would be funny as all hell. Uh, uh, <laughs> but but I will I will say uh, the song the the piece of music that played during that whole scene. It's called Portals. Listen to it. It is powerful as hell. Portals. One little tid one little tidbit I love. Before you know the big the big line that we've all been waiting for, the moment the moment the music charges up and Steve looks back at Thanos after he has this whole goddamn army of everybody in the universe who Thanos fucked over coming over to stop him. The way he just looks back at Thanos, I love. Yes, there's something about it I just love. I don't know why. I will say though, and Alec, you might hate me. Um, I. I, as much as I am, I, it was satisfying hearing uh, Chris Evans say "Assemble!" Finally, it it it, it wasn't as good that I as I hoped it would be, because like I wanted him to like to have like the full "Assemble!" like that, like that, that that they hinted at in at the end of at the end of Age of Ultron. I wanted that kind of emphasis on it, but the idea that he's just like, "Nah, we about to end this assemble!" like it, I, I, I I don't. I don't I don't know how I feel about it still. Like, it was good, but it wasn't. And it just, I'm mixed on it. Like, that's where I'm at with that. I, I totally get that. I totally get that. Um, I personally feel it would have been out of place if he shouted assemble as the music quieted down and oh, focused yeah, on him. I feel like that. I feel like just him saying it very lowly. While you can make jokes about everyone be like, what the fuck did he say? Oh, well, let's. Yeah. Ah, but, well, I feel um, like everyone reacted to T'Challa going, ah! <laughs> like that's where we go. We don't care about yeah. you, Steve. We care about the child. Yeah, but I thought I thought it was more fitting, and I thought it was a bit more satisfying to me, at least, that he just said it very lowly. Yes. But um, um, Travis, I, 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 I want to I know your thoughts on this, like on the. The whole of the fight because we'll go into a couple specifics, but we're we're getting to the end of the of the thing here. We gotta we gotta like give some time towards the end for that for the end of the, the stuff. But like, what were, what were your thoughts on the entire shebang that we saw here? Like, don't go honestly. Into, don't, don't don't go into the end of the fight because we, we 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 gotta talk about Tony in his own right. But like the fight. Okay. Itself. Okay. The the whole fight to me like, and this is coming from like a, a someone who grew up on like Dragon Ball Z and like hyper action flicks this is some of the best action i've seen like on screen in my life to be completely honest with you like the choreographer needs an award please <laughs> please oh. and thank you mm-hmm. oh my god because there there are so many moments like when when steve gets the hammer and he just combos up thanos like there's no tomorrow it felt oh, yeah. like i was playing mortal Kombat, but it was chris evans doing these things on screen and like a couple years ago in superhero movies that that was unthinkable there was just no way you were going to get that much action in CGI in one scene and have it be a cohesive thing. And so, I, I don't know, like, I enjoyed the whole thing. And then with the portals, I, I really enjoyed the symbolism that the Russo brothers had. It's like, you've had 11 years of this. Your next phase is going to be women and black people. Deal with it. Women and black people. That's great. That's great. I, I love that line. <laughs> Like it, it, it was. It, that's how it felt, you know, because like each portal had its own thing, and then you had that great shot with like Carol and Valkyrie 
and Scarlet Witch and all of them doing their own thing. And it was so, I don't know, it was very empowering. And it was something that, I don't know, a lot of the the backlash has been griping about. So it's it's nice to see them giving the, the really toxic fans the middle finger. It you is, know what I mean? I will give it that. But I feel like the way it was done wasn't as good as it could have been. Like, it felt a bit cheese. And, like, the intent, the intent behind it was felt like we're going to fire back at these people. So, I, I while the scene is cool, <laughs> I feel like it should have been done in a different way. Like, like, sort of in the way of, like, how Black Widow was the token. This felt like a very token moment just to give, like, hey, we could possibly do an A-Force movie here. Like, if they would have had more action in, like, Infinity War... Like, granted, we had, like, the whole Scarlet Witch, Okoye, and Black Widow team up. But, like, other than that, we... I feel like if there would have been more of that kind of stuff, it wouldn't have felt like a rush throw at the last minute. Now, granted, like, Tessa Thompson on that on that Pegasus was freaking awesome. Um, Carol just barreling through m- monsters was freaking awesome. Um, yeah. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, but the character of Pepper getting a suit was great. It, it was satisfying. Um, like... I... Go ahead, Mary. Oh, I was just going to say that the A-Force charge, I felt it was a little too on the nose. Okay, that's what um, I'm getting at. Like it, like, it felt like they knew what they were trying to do, but it didn't feel earned because they hadn't did more. They didn't do more with it. Well, I don't right. know if earned is the right word. I, I, I like that we got the scene of them together. But I feel that the whole, oh, she'll have help, like, that's the problem I have with the scene, is that it's a little too much capital G girl power. Mm. But, um, no, I feel like if they just would have had the scene without that, or, you know, just without a line that wasn't a nudge and a wink to the audience, even if it was just, you know, Pepper touching down and going, we got her, or we got this, you know. I, right. I feel like it was it was just there was a the, better way the actual the actual line. I mean, I also feel like Carol really didn't need the help. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. a bitch just going through like a bitch just blew up a damn spaceship by herself. Yeah. And Thanos need the power stone just to win some mercy. Like, like Thanos saying, like, oh, you're gonna do that kind of felt weird because like he had... you, you just saw her do all of that. Like her getting there isn't a problem. Yeah. Thanos headbutted her, and she didn't even, she didn't even flinch. So I, I, go ahead. No, no, no. That's I was just adding in. Go ahead. Um, first of all, that scene I love because, like, I love the inadvertent nod to Superman because that's a classic Superman scene. Yes. <laughs> mm. And I also feel like the scene that doesn't get enough attention, even though it should, is Scarlet fucking Witch. Yeah. Like, oh, absolutely oh, crushing him. So awesome. She just shows like, up like That was my payback. problem with Infinity War. I didn't care about bitches getting snapped. I cared about the fact that nobody was talking about how she's trying to pull the Infinity Stone out of vision with one hand and is holding Thanos off with the other. This like that scene in Endgame with her, like that is no more mutant Scarlet Witch. Yes, it like, is. that is oh, the woman yes. who could destroy the fabric of the Marvel universe. <laughs> and, and the it, fact it, yeah. that it took a technicality. 
And I love how uh, I love how Thanos is like, bitch, I don't even know you. And she's like, oh no, honey. Will. Will. Oh, that is such a good <laughs> she, <line>. she like <laughs> she damn near killed him. Like, and he had to like call for that firebomb. Like she, he would have been done. Like you wouldn't even have got to Tony. It would have just been done. <laughs> one thing I lo- one thing I do want to say, I loved I f- loved seeing Thanos get more and more desperate because he's realizing he's losing. Because mm-hmm, like that was just like and like the char- I I like the character a lot, but it's like. It's just, it was so satisfying to see him finally start to lose. Also, and we'll um, get to that in a sec. Yes, we will. But um, also, I love how um, Hope just shows up and like like hops on, ready, ready to, like, to get shit popping. <laughs> she doesn't question. Like, she doesn't question yeah, like, shit. Somehow she got herself a communicator. She just goes, we're on it, Cap. Like, they haven't even got, a, got like, like, her and Scott haven't even got a, gotten a word or each other at each other yet. They're like, okay, work come first, then we'll talk. Like, we'll go do this. <laughs> <laughs> I also love... Yes. Go I was gonna say, I love, the, I love the shade that's thrown at the van. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah. you want to see a, like, a, a ugly brown ran anywhere? And the Rockers like, yeah, it's over there! Ugh. That was great. What was um, it? Um, so- I love that she just, like, gets up and she's like, oh, there's Howard the Duck. There's, there's a walking tree. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, that was funny. Um, yeah. but, and, like, and then we go towards the end of this. The, fi- the final blow. Because Carol tries to, to stop him from getting the gauntlet. Also, re- re- real quick comment. I love I, I I there was one thing like like if, but this is my one criticism of the whole thing if like if I could add one thing to this movie it would be this I really wanted Clint like when T'Challa takes the gauntlet from Clint I really wanted Clint to look back up at T'Challa and be like you remembered my name <laughs> Because <laughs> uh, in Civil War, he's just like, I don't care. Like, he's just like, like, hi, I'm Clint. I don't care. Like, the idea that, like, Clint could have been like, you remember my, you remembered my name. Like, that would have been so satisfying to me. But, like, they didn't give that to me. Like, I, like, I think, I think it was enough that he called him Clint. Yeah, I think, fair. I um, think it was enough. But, like, I, get, I totally get that. Um, but going to the final fight here. Uh, so, Car- so Carol couldn't get it. She tried. Um... Tony, to his credit, I like that Tony had 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 the thought to put enough power in it, like like like, like, like the formation in the nano like parts of his suit to make it like the the the, uh, the stones equipable. So props to Tony having a backup plan. It doesn't make sense, but props to Tony for having a backup plan. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I as emotional as that final scene is, I am happy that. He, that Tony goes out the way he like like, like that, that he goes out the way he came in. He he came in and said the line, and then he left with the line, and mm-hmm. that's what mattered to me. Like I, I, I'm sad to see Downey go. I hope if we ever do get a Riri movie or whatever that he that he comes back as a hollow hollow person or whatever. But um, I, that's I, speculation I, for later. But. In regards to this scene, I love it to death. Um, Mary, I want to know your input on this thought. Like, even though like you haven't watched every movie, I want to know how you felt watching this. Uh, which part? Like the, the I am Iron Man scene. Like just that entire like that and like Tony dying thing. 
Okay, look, it's a knee-jerk reaction, but my brain kind of went, I am Batman. Yes! <laughs> it is a knee-jerk reaction. It is not shade. It is not a dig. It is a knee-jerk reaction. Yeah, it's something similar, because like, my first thought was, I am Steve Rogers, but that's just me. Um... No, 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 no. Like, it's not shade. It's not a dig. Like, even Victoria leaned over to me and went, I am Batman. <laughs> so... But um, the only really thing I could think of is that Robert Downey Jr. is so rich now. Yes. <laughs> He's yes, so yes. rich. <laughs> but I, I thought it was because, you know, I have seen Iron Man. Um, I, I think it was a good nod to, you know, he comes in with the line and then he goes out with the line. Um, I feel like that's one of those details that you had to not obsessively is not the word I want to use, but uh, dedicated, I guess. That a dedicated, like, that was a nod to dedicated viewers kind of a thing. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, it was it was cool, but my brain is all like, I'm Batman. Like, I got that Michael Keaton thing in the back of my head. <laughs> um, I, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, as far as the making sense thing is concerned, it we're all comic fans, so we were able to be like, oh, Stark Tech, <laughs> you know, but yeah. we'd never seen that in the MCU, at least to the extent that it was done right there. I don't know. I I enjoyed that scene a lot. It, it was it deserved all the iconography it, it surrounded itself in. Yes, and then like just the emotions that wreck you were like like say what you will about Gwyneth Paltrow, her like them connecting that whole line of you can rest now, like that was powerful, and I was like, oh. I, I, I wasn't crying at Peter, but you saying you can rest now kind of hit me in the gut. Like, oh. Right. Okay. I don't like Gwyneth Paltrow, but I'm not going to deny that the bitch can act. Yes. <laughs> because she can, and she does it very well. And it was a well-delivered line. It's just, I always really liked Pepper. Yes. And, like, her like her getting that suit was very cool. And, like, that, the, 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 the gif of the boot, like, like, of, like, the elite footage is already out of her like an Antony doing the spin together in the air. And I wish there would have been like an in-helmet shot like of them communicating like, hi, honey, I'm home. Like something like that would have been cool. But just the shot itself of them doing the spin was great. So that's that. But from there, um, uh, hey, Alec, Alec what you, would you think of that line? I'm, I'm sorry. Wow, I'm the special guest and you forgot all about I me. Apologize, um, <laughs> I apologize. I'm sure. I'm being, I'm being a bitch. Okay, no, I'm sorry. Good. all right um so piggybacking off what i said earlier one of the most satisfying things about this movie was seeing thanos finally lose this thing that like i love so much is the is like thanos saying i am inevitable and then he snaps his fingers and tony got the stones and tony gives him this like almost like a smirk and Thanos just has this defeated look in his face. And I love, I love that after all this time, after all these years of being so like afraid of what Thanos was going to do of, of like what was coming to what, what was going to happen, which happened in infinity war that all this time, Tony, Tony finally got to relish in the fact that he beat Thanos. He beat the demon that was like in his head since the first Avengers movie. And just like y'all said, bookending it with the line, I am Iron Man was perfect. Yes. And another thing I love was that 
and like this is a menial thing, but I love that Tony made Thanos see made Thanos be the last one to get dusted. Yes. Because he wanted Thanos to see like, oh yeah, you fucking lost. You you like you're done. And Thanos just sits down like he did at the end of Infinity War, but instead he's totally defeated and just dusts away. Yes. And that was a great thing. Like as soon as I saw Tony sit down, I knew what was coming. And when Rhodey gave him the look, I knew it was coming. And then when Peter came in, oh. I started sobbing. <laughs> I started sobbing. Like, to, to his like, credit, I, I really wasn't crying at that point. But, like, to his credit, Tom Holland, like, did his work there. Like, Oh, absolutely. It was reverse of the Infinity War scene to a T. And it was, like, Tom Holland put that work in. So, like, mm-hmm. good job on you, good sir. Yeah, I, I'm really, like, I'm excited. Excited for Tom Holland's future in the MCU because I know that he can pull off like these really emotional scenes as long as the writers will let. Because Homecoming, he didn't have much of an emotional. He didn't have like a point where he was like really, really on the verge of tears. But and I say this as someone who loves Homecoming. Yeah. So so yeah. From there, we go to the funeral. Hang on, uh, hang on. What's up? Hang on. You know how Thanos would have won? Oh dear. Oh, wow. Thanos cop Thanos Copter. Yes! <laughs> Thanos Copter! <laughs> I'm, Thanos Copter! I'm so mad! I, I I'm so Thanos mad we never so bad. But um anyway, to, uh, to, to, to the funeral. Um, one thing that adds to my whole thing about uh the Tony left the way he came like the, the way he came in, they made sure that Samuel L. Jackson came out of the shadows of that porch. And it was really like, in, like indicative of when he came out of the shadows in the post credit scene. So it's almost like they tied the whole knot. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. right there. It was great. Like they even had, I think they even had the kid from Iron Man three make a quick spot. Yeah, they did. The funeral. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, they, they did. And like that was great. Um, Ian said yes, no Thanos copter MCU film zero out of ten. <laughs> but, um, yes. but, but no, um, that, that 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 scene was was painful. I was more like I, 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 the, the the funeral didn't hit me until the old arc reactor was on the flowers. That was Ugh. when I was like, okay, no, I'm gonna cry now. I'm, I'm I'm gonna sit here for a minute, have a good cry, and then it just kept going. And I was like, okay, what can happen now? Oh, we're gonna let Steve go put everything back. Why isn't Bucky or Sam going with him? Oh, oh, wait, oh no, don't do it, don't do it. Are no, you gonna do it? Yay! I can be happy now. Yay! And <laughs> so, Steve goes back, and uh, he puts everything. Like Ian, hold on! You're ruining my, you're ruining my <laughs> moment. Um, because he, he's ruining my moment in the, in the, in the chat. Um. Uh, like Steve goes back and puts all the, all, the, all the Infinity Stones back where they need to go, which doesn't make sense because how, how do you put the Space Stone back in the cube when there's no cube? Um, and, and also, how do you put the, the Ether back inside of Natalie Portman? Well, that's not the point. Um, and how do you put the Mind Stone back on the, on the staff? But that's not the point. Um, he goes back, he puts Mjolnir back too, which is which is disappointing. And he, he, he doesn't come back. And Bucky sees him on the thing. And like uh, uh, Buck, Bucky even gives Sam the nod, like, "Nah, man, this, this is all you. This is all you." And mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm tearing up, like, "Oh man, oh, this, don't do this to me." And uh, Steve just like, "Hi, Sam," and I'm like, ah! and he's just old, <laughs> and it's so, it's so satisfying. And 
Um, what we didn't, what we didn't mention was the whole thing that, uh, Steve saw Peggy Carter in the, in the, in the flashback portion. So did the John Krasinski thing. Yeah. Like it it hinted to like the, him, like him going back, which was great. And he, uh, like he, um, Steve just goes, no, I don't want to tell you about all that happened. So, uh, but here I have a a present for you and I, I, I'll be the one to say it like, I I, I kind of just got really emotional and like broke down and it was like hyperventilating because that entire thing where like Mackie picks up the shield and, and like he, he just goes it doesn't feel like it's mine and Steve just goes it is and I'm like ah <laughs> and, it, and it was like and Bucky even gives him the nod from from the back like nah we talked about this like we didn't tell you we did but we talked about this and it's like ah <laughs> ah <laughs> I was a, I was a wreck. I was uh, it was so Ugh. satisfying because I, like I know some people don't like secret like the secret empire and what it was doing, but I love Sam being Captain America so much because it's the ultimate t- passing of the torch. And, yep. And the and like yeah, Travis was agree with me. Yay. And it and they took it away because of idiot people and it frustrates me. So to see them give me vindication in that one scene means everything to me and to the point that i scooped up captain america 25 the first appearance of sam as captain america like right before the, the, the uh the speculators got a hold of it i got it for 20 bucks and now it's 50 bucks and i'm happy so yay um but i i i, I just th- that scene meant everything to me and uh travis uh what, what how did you feel about that uh, I, I really liked it. It was it was a pretty decent passing of the torch. Um, my only issue is not an issue with the movie, but an issue with myself, and that uh, everyone has these impulses to crack jokes at proper times. Oh dear! And uh, I have been a big fan of old world Steve Rogers memes. I don't know if you guys have seen any of those. <laughs> so Sam is just like Sam is just like, will you tell me about her? The only thing I could hear Steve saying is, "Boy, that's my wife." <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to ruin that, but I, I don't know. I, I, it was a really powerful scene. I'm excited to see uh, like some more of, of Sam Wilson in the movies as as Captain America or Death. Captain Falcon as I like to call him. Oh my god, <laughs> um, Mary. Can I make a point? Y- y- yes, you can because I was going to you next. <laughs> okay, <clears throat> I'm going to rewind this about ten minutes. Okay. Um, the whole funeral thing. Yes. I want to connect this to my Black Widow point of it. she's dead and nobody cares. Well, they got back. But they couldn't have done like, you know, hey, yeah, sure, Tony died, but, you know, Natasha died like 20 minutes before he did. Can we say something nice about her too? Like, I feel like, like, and I get it, Tony's the, the important guy. But it just kind of, like, compounds my belief that, you know, they had the, oh, no, the, you know, she's dead, everybody's mad scene. And then at the very end, they had, you know, just Scarlet Witch and Hawkeye just kind of, like, talking to each other. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the one downside of Tony's funeral, and I know I'm ruining the fun for everybody. Oh, no, the no. fact that there are a handful of people who are still dead. But 
I don't know. I just feel like that kind of bolsters my point that I made a little while ago. Yes, you are very good. Like, yes, they couldn't have won the fight without Tony, but they literally could not have done any of this had Natasha not sacrificed herself. Yes. Right. Yeah. You, you know what would have been great? And, I, like, I'm going to get hate for referencing this movie. They should have X-Men last standed it, and they should have had three gravestones at the end of the movie. Because they had one for Jane, one for yeah. Scott, and one for Professor X. They should have did what they did in X-Men last stand. I mean, they could have, yeah. I mean, obviously, do the big funeral for Tony. I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr., he's been with the franchise a hell of a lot longer. But the fact that there was an, almost no mention whatsoever, the fact that Vision basically said, yeah, just let me die kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, you know, Black Widow throwing herself off the cliff. Like, these aren't little character things. Like, I'm not trying to stand my favorite character. These are massive plot points. Yes. Yeah. That ultimately remain, un- like, not unresolved, like, emotionally unresolved at the end. Like, we got the scene of them sitting in the little pavilion thing being grumpy, the fact that she's dead. But I feel like, you know, uh, Gamora got a bit of closure, but I mean, hell, Vision isn't even in the movie at all. Yeah. Like, not even as, nah. like, not even as, like, fancy flashback. We don't even but, know I mean, the how fact that WandaVision is even going to occur now. I think it's got to be. Pl- I think it's going to take place between Ultron and Civil War. Oh, okay. I think it. I think it's going to be like a House of M type situation. Oh, oh someone cool. said it. Thank you so much. Because <laughs> <laughs> they said it's going to take. It's going to have a 1950s aesthetic. So. Yeah, your point. Sorry. Oh. No, I was, I was just kind of rounding it out, too. I think that bolsters my point. Okay. But uh, then again, I'm also probably just, like, waving my angry woman banner, whatever you are, we have. You're making a very valid <laughs> point, especially because you stuck up for Vision, too. You make a very valid point. Now I want an angry woman banner. <laughs> um, what did you think of the whole Sam, Steve, Bucky thing? I fully expected Sam to get the shield. Because... Um, you know, obviously, we knew ages ago Chris Evans is done. Mm. And, like, I am so happy for him because he gets to have a career now. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like, I know he loves being Captain America and all that, but I wouldn't want to do that every day forever. Like, he can sit down on the couch with a box of Twinkies and just go to town. Yes, yes, he can. Right. But, no, I fully expected um, uh, Sam to take the shield. Because not only is giving it to Bucky problematic for a number of reasons. One, I think I always thought that his run as Captain America was freaking disastrous, in my opinion. Like when after Civil War in the comic in the comics after Civil War, when Bucky becomes Captain America, I thought it was a huge low point for the character. It was. You're not wrong. But and I feel that Sam is more apt to carry on that legacy of you know at, at, at the core captain america is the ideal soldier and i think sam has the honor he has the integrity that you know he brings that he moves that forward and, and even with the mcu rewrite of sam being in the air force the like like they didn't they don't they haven't explained sam's backstory enough of like like his his dad being a pastor and stuff like that, but 
the idea that Sam is still noble enough to pick up that shield and, and do it right, and like he doesn't make some d- a, like dumb line about it, like when when Steve gives it to him, he literally says, "I don't feel worthy of this," and Steve goes, "But you are." And then he goes, I'll make you proud. And, uh, and Steve goes, that's why you get it. Because you you want to live up to it. Not that you feel justified and that you have it. It's you want to live up to it. And that's what made that scene powerful. But that's just me. Anybody disagree? Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I feel like it's pretty on point. One thing, one thing I want is... Sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. All right. Uh, one thing I wanted to say... Uh, Anthony Mackie's acting in that scene was perfect. Yes. Like, oh, yeah. seeing seeing like all the emotions he had when Steve when he said it feels like it belongs to somebody else, and Steve says it isn't, and he just like takes a second to look at it and like collect his thoughts, and he just says thank you in this like completely earnest way. I love that. That was beautiful. Yes, uh, Mary. What were you gonna say? Um. Again, I th- it was a very emotional moment, and I do praise Anthony Mackie for his acting. However, not having seen all of... I still have never seen Civil War, actually. I'm just going to admit that right up front. Um, it felt a little Batman and Robin to me. <laughs> but, like, again, this is... You know, it, it's an emotional scene that I don't have as much attachment to. Oh. And I feel that all of my points need to be prefaced with that. Yeah. That it is a powerful scene, and I got choked up a little bit because you know it, it is an important moment, and I like sticking it to douchebags who were really mad at that scene. Yes, um, like the fact, and I, I I'm writing an article about it uh, this weekend that Nick Spencer, like regardless of his political opinion, is freaking psychic. He saw the future to a T because yes, there was some dumb issue this week. Apparently that um, Chris Evans was mad at at a football player over him supporting Trump or some shit. And before people were saying not my Captain America about that, people were already saying not my Captain America about the movie. And Nick Spencer put that in Sam Wilson, Captain America number two. And it came true. And it's hilarious. <laughs> I mean, there were also two camps with the Not My Captain America thing, but because there were the racist people and then there were the angry fangirls. So yeah. everyone loved Who, Stucky. And hate <laughs> and I I'm not gonna get into this. Yeah, we're not I've, 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 said, I've said too much. We, we, we've already taken a jab at it. We need to leave it yeah. alone. But yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Honestly, this was great. The, the, this movie, um, like I said, it's my fate, like, like probably my second favorite in the whole franchise. Uh, we gave our collective thoughts about this. Um, the one thing I know a lot of people are wondering, like, I know, are we are we overtime? Um, we, we are like we literally just hit overtime, so we'll wrap it up with, with this point with this conversation. Um, the the continuity issues left by a Thanos coming to the future and b <laughs> um Loki getting away with the cube those are the two big thing and also Steve people are concerned about Steve breaking the timeline over He's him staying right with Peggy now here was my original thought before the Russos came out and said it was he he diverged the timeline. Here was my original thought. I just thought that 
he told Peggy to shut the frick up and not tell anybody that he was alive and that he was he po like he was just her husband under a different name and it was homaging Nick Spencer's Generations book of him living a happy life under a different name. That's what I thought it was. So like Steve told Peggy about hey, you need to let my younger self like think that you, like that you still love him and not me. Obviously, that way he can go out the way he needs to. And Peggy, with her dementia, was like, "Okay, like that was my theory." But apparently, the Russos were like, "No, he diverged the timeline, and then he came back in, 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 like with, with other technology." And I was like, "That's not as fun, though. <laughs> like, you ruined my idea." Well, that's um, also it. I, I'm also wondering if he was in the alternate timeline, if he went back after that conversation. Maybe. It's a possibility. I mean, it's there's, there's the other idea that like he could do, he, like he can make cameos as an old man or some something like that. Now, there's that. Thing. Um, what I can I, am I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, what I want to say is, I think, and I I know that like the this is the end. This is the end game. It should not be setting up future stuff. But I see the whole continuity errors of them creating these alternate timelines where A, Loki got the Tesseract and he he bounced. Um, and the other timeline where uh, Thanos, Gamora, and Nebula are not in that universe anymore and they're all gone. Like, I feel like that will lead to their uh, What If animated series. So I think because that's a big thing happening and the Loki show too, but I'd hope it's not because like Loki's had so much character development and I'd rather not see a show about all of about him before all the character development. So give all the fangirls yeah. <laughs> yeah, that show pretty I much have... is just them giving stands what they want. But anyway, Mary, um, what are you about to say? yeah. Oh, sorry. sorry. I have a no, 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 you're fine. No, I have a theory that is similar to Alex. I think this is their way of kind of untangling the TV and the movies. Because, you know, when Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. dropped, they made such a huge deal about the fact that all of the TV shows were going to combine into the MCU. And then, you know, Feige notoriously hated the Netflix shows. And I think this, because I mean, you know, the, the, the TV shows have referenced the movies, but it's never, you know, gone the opposite. I think this is kind of their way of untangling things so they can do something like what DC does, where DC has, you know, their TV stuff, they have their movies, because they play off the multiverse. I think Marvel's going to try to do a similar thing, but instead of a multiverse, it might be timelines. Which is yeah, another way yeah. of saying multiverse. But I, what kind of got me is the fact that um, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, which both came after that huge, um, you know, oh my god, everything's going to be connected, they haven't referenced the movies at all. You're correct. And so that's kind of like what I'm starting to think is that maybe these two shows are, you know, potentially taking place in a different timeline because uh, Jeff Loeb, 
pretty much said that the TV shows are going to, quote, be doing their own thing. So I'm wondering if this is kind of a built-in way for them to go, actually. That's true. So that's mm. my theory. Is that also cuts down on the amount of narrative work they have to do. Mm. Yeah. But it does open the back, the, 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 the horrible back door of them recasting the people in the Netflix shows for, for movies, which kind of breaks my heart. I, I, but I, that means sorry. that they can keep these characters going forever. What I want, what I want to say, um, I, from like I haven't heard that Feige notoriously hates the Netflix shows, so that's that's new information. Um, from what I heard, it was basically just at, he didn't want to answer to Perlmutter anymore, so he gave an ultimatum to Disney that if he still had to answer to Perlmutter, he would quit after Civil War. Disney sided with him, so after that, the TV shows and the movies weren't trying to really connect anymore. Um, that's what I heard, but I still have hope that they won't recast the Netflix characters when those contracts expire in 2020. Um, I still have hope for that, yeah, but we'll see. We'll um, see. Travis, what's your th- what's your theories on all this fun stuff? Um, I honestly, I, I think this is kind of an, the end of an era as far as superhero movies are concerned. And I think this is going to open the door up for much more grim, dark movies, which is honestly what I've been wanting from this the entire time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, with alternate timelines. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like with, with the, this alternate universe timelines deal, they can kind of just kill whoever they want and bring them back with impunity. And I'm not saying that that's what they're going to do immediately, but I am kind of excited to see something really gruesome go down to kind of signify the end. Um, Where I'm at with this is I have a few theories. I feel like a, I swear to God, Marvel, if you don't give me an ultimates movie, I'm going to be pissed (laughs) because you, you set up Carol you set up Monica. You set up T'Challa. You can give me Black a uh, Blue Marvel, and you can beat because uh, like uh, all the freaking rumors are that um, freaking what's his face wants to be Black Superman over at DC. Um, if you can beat um, the DC to the punch of a Black Superman and give us Blue Marvel, and it, like your entire team right there is the Ultimates. You have the most diverse group of superheroes fighting against the, like the most powerful forces in the universe, and that's what, like everyone's been asking. Where do you go from Thanos? Right there, Ultimates, space, Dewey. Like you can have Galactus, you can have Eternity Man, you can have like Eternity. You can have everything you could possibly like the, the, the freaking um, what's the word? Um. The 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 the, the, the grand tri- the, 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 the the human tribunal. You can have everything right there if you do ultimates. Part two of my theory: Umbaku becomes a villain, and it makes perfect sense. And now with um, Umbaku's actor get, getting more famous because of Jordan Peele, that would be the great way to, to give him a better arc now, not as just an ally, but make him a villain. It would be great. Or third theory: they say no to my idea and just do space recondens, and it'll piss me off. Um, <laughs> because space Wakandans is, is really weird and it's not done and if they rush to space Wakandans, I'm going to be pissed um, from there we have Peter who is 
has the potential to go forward um, with, like, everything. He has Far From Home. He can do some other movies if he wants. But Marvel would be idiotic if they didn't pull Miles in now that they gave Donald Glover his, uh, his little cameo. So hopefully that'll be a thing. But if... We like, but if we don't get ultimates, we will get sort of what the really crappy, um, Avengers TV show did, where the Avengers is literally just like Carol, T'Challa, Peter, Ant Man, and Wasp. Like that'll be a thing probably. So that's my other that's my other little dumb theory that could happen. But otherwise, We've I feel like. What do you say, Mary? We've talked about this. What what? You know they're not going to do ultimates. <laughs> and I'm mad. Because, you know, first name America, last name Chavez, kind Why of a big deal in that storyline. The ultimates, because I know they can't do that. <laughs> She's too powerful. They will never. They will never bring her in. Well, no, that's why I left her out of the ultimates theory. That like, if you leave her out, they're not gonna. Um, and Ian, I know you want Kamala, but I don't think... They need to give Carol, like, a status quo in the current timeline before you can give me Kamala. Like, she can be, in, she can be a, a drop at the end of Captain Marvel 2, but I need more from Carol before we get... Um, oh, what's what, what Brie wants? Okay, cool, but, like, make it an end of the movie thing. But that's, that's what I, I need. I need Carol to have a, a status quo before... You, also, I need Monica before you give me Kamala. That's, that's what I'm gonna say to that. Give me Monica before you give me Kamala. I need Monica's Captain Marvel, right? Well, uh, I agree. Um, but uh, uh, we, will never, we, will, we will never get that because Feige's an idiot. But, I know. Uh, it's, uh, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's painful. We all know. Um, but uh, also, Ian asked for Jessica Drew and Captain Marvel, too. Uh, I would you rather... You cut out. Um, Ian said he wants Jessica Drew and Captain Marvel, too. And I'm like... Uh, with all the with all the ultimate nods that Far From Home's doing with um Nick Fury and Peter, I wouldn't be, like honestly this kind of sucks at the idea, but I could honestly see them doing Ultimate Jessica Drew. Mm. I, I I honestly like he's like no 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 clothes <laughs> and I'm like I know I had my whole rant where I said no more clothes. But if they're gonna if if we get any clone saga for Holland, it has to be ultimate. It's the only. But yeah. keep in mind that all of that has to come through Sony. Ooh, yeah, you're right. And if Sony is still wanting to do the animated sequel to, or you know, air quote sequel to Into the Spider Verse with the Spider Women, oh yeah, then is Sony really gonna hand over their cash cow? That's true. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, it's only a matter of time before the deal between Disney and Sony is up. That's very true. I don't know. We just gotta wait for Apple to buy Sony. (laughs) That's an idea. Well, because, like, the reason why I said, like, Drew could be Ultimate Drew is because the fact that, like, I know, like, because Spider-Geddon was a train wreck, and they, they even had Jessica Drew shooting webs on one of the covers, and it was like, the fuck? But, like, I know that everybody freaked out that somebody said Cindy Moon was in the background of Homecoming, but really? No. Stop. If uh, we, we, th- there's, a, there's a better chance that we would get Cindy Moon in that female Spider-Verse movie than you would get, like, than you getting her in live action. So I would rather them do Ultimate Drew on screen than them do 
a crappy job trying to put her in an, in, in an animated movie. That's just me. I don't. Because Ultimate Drew would be cool. I know I, I, I rem- I've been the one to say I hate clones for months, but like, if you're going to do it, do it right. Bendis did one right yeah. thing in his entire career. That was the Clone Saga. I'm going to say that. You're not wrong. <laughs> you're not wrong at all. Okay. Well, from there, we are going to... Um, not Miles James. Um, I, I, I would love to see Miles in live action. I, I, I even said earlier that I think it could happen without the Donald Glover cameo because Ian asked about, about Miles. I would love it, but with the, the success that Spider-Verse has been, I don't think they'll... I, 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 I just realized what Ian was trying to say, that Bendis' greatest creation. I think Miles is a great thing. And I think Bendis did right. But rectifying the Clone Saga... We should talk about some eleven on the edge, but um, <laughs> uh, but uh, like rectifying the clone saga after the 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 crappy way it was done originally was a better triumph for me than Miles as a whole because I feel as if other people have done more with Miles than Bendis has. That's just that that's my opinion. Yeah. Um, but, but we are gonna go ahead and wrap up and uh, like give our like our closing thoughts on the, on this giant thing. Um. If you, uh, Travis, if you had to give Endgame a rating, what would it be out of ten? Travis, what's that? You cut out pretty hard. What What would you give uh, Endgame a rating out of ten? Oh man, um, I'm gonna give it the nine point five because I, for my only swear of the show, I can't dick ride this thing that hard. Fair enough. Were we only allowed to swear once? Well, no. I, like, I, that was just a before, personal rule for me. You, I broke. I broke the rule already. Yes, so. um, before Mary got on the got on the mic, I told the boys we we got we got to be civilized human beings and only cuss a couple times. But I broke that rule too, so it's fine. Um, but, but yeah, uh, it, um, Mary, if you had to give the, this uh, movie a rating out of ten as the outsider, how would you feel? Um. Now I just need that Ralph Wiggum picture. <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I have issues with the movie, like, narratively, so I'm going to have to do, like, a 7.7. 7. Okay. I, I respect that. I respect I, that. <laughs> I think, like, with cinematography and effects and everything, it, it is. It is bar not a fantastic film, but like if we're talking narrative, I kind of gotta give it between like a seven point five and an eight. Okay, that's fair. That's um, fair. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna uh, go, like do what Travis said not to do, and I'm 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 a dick ride Obama as Boondocks taught me, and I, <laughs> that's why Mary and Travis both laughed at that reference. Um, <laughs> because they both watched the Boondocks with me. Um, I'm. <laughs> I am going to give this movie a nine point eight because it like is the only Marvel movie that I give a ten, even though it is flawed as Black Panther. Uh, Alec, are you giving it a ten? Uh, yeah, and it's not because I think the story is perfect. It's just because I think it's a perfect ending to this to the Infinity Saga, and I think the emotion the emotion of it are more important in this movie than the what makes sense of it if that makes any sense but yeah yeah no it does that's yeah all right well um 
Alec, you are the guest. Um, what is your closing statement for episode four of Panel to Panel? Um, well, I just I had a great time talking about what is pretty much in my top favorite movies now. Um, and I don't want to sound like a fanboy, and it's only been a week, I know, but like I it it just it means a lot to me, and I'm glad I was able to talk about it. Um, if any of you want to follow me, you can follow me at the Alec Thorne on Twitter. You can follow my podcast, Living on the Edge, on Twitter, which is at l o t e underscore podcast. We will have another episode next week with my. Are we? Can we say this now? Or? I'll say at the end. Well, like, okay, cool. But yeah, we'll have. Yeah, we'll have another episode. So next week talking about Spider-Man 3. But yeah, thank right, cool. you. Travis, what is your closing statement for episode four? Uh, Endgame was awesome. And Mary continues to blow my mind with her hot takes on certain shit. Yes. <laughs> like, <laughs> honestly, like to be a little uncouth about it, like I never thought about the whole Black Widow arc as just the guys being mad that the fucking pass around is dead. And I'm very hurt. I'm very hurt. Like, <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Mary, After after your slew of hot takes, how, how, what is your closing statement for this episode? I'm in danger. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm just gonna change that to my better. <laughs> all, all right my closing statement as always is support your local comic book shop support the, 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 the this industry that we all love we will catch you folks next time right here on panel to panel peace out